The Whaley House was built in 1867 by Thomas Whaley for him and his family. The house would go on to become a central part of the Newtown community. It would become a courthouse, a family home, a theater, and even a battleground. Let's dive into why the Whaley House is now considered one of the most haunted places in the United States. Hey everybody, I hope you all are doing well. This is the Erie Podcast and my name is Noah. So I just wanted to do some housekeeping first and foremost. So moving forward, our episodes will be coming out on Mondays. I felt like it would be better for the podcast and for myself and my schedule to be able to do it on Monday. I was typically releasing the episodes on late Sunday anyway, so this kind of works out well. On another note, I'm doing very well, just trying to balance a lot of things at once, and it's a lot. It really is. Life has also been hectic outside of that for personal reasons, and I'm not going to go into that, but it's very interesting right now. (laughs) I was super excited to see the turnout for this past episode. Holy crap, you guys. I just want to say thank you so, so much for everyone who's listened. Like thousands of people are listening. (laughs) That's insane to me. It's so insane. Um, Still not in the top charts, but, you know, we'll get there. We'll get there. I'm still getting better at this every single time. I'm, you know, feeling my oats, trying to figure out what the best approach is. So, yeah, we'll get there. Um, Make sure to subscribe, though. Oh, my cat just jumped on me. (laughs) Uh, Make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. And make sure to follow us on social medias. I'll have all those links at the end and in the show notes. So today we are talking about the Whaley House. It's one of the most creepy places in the United States. It's one of the most haunted places in the United States. It has a history of being a courthouse, a theater, and even a family home. It's also been a battleground. I decided to do the Whaley House because... Last week, we did something pretty heavy, and I love doing true crime. I absolutely love doing it, but when it's kids, it's just it just feels a little bit more heavy, you know, because this is a child. So this week, we're doing the Whaley House to kind of give us a palate cleanser and to, you know, edge ourselves off of that, you know, <laughs> those dark, dark things. I mean, everything has a little bit of darkness in this podcast, but, you know, this is a little bit lighter, a little more fun. Spooky is fun, right? I'm just going to take a second to remind you, make sure to hit that follow button on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Listening. <laughs> I've always hated when people do that and I'm doing it. <laughs> All right, so let's jump in, guys. So Thomas Whaley, he was of Scottish, Irish origin. He was born on October 5th, 1823 in New York City. He was the seventh oldest out of a family of 10. So he took over his father's business, then left New York on January 1st, 1849. He traveled He traveled to San Francisco during the California Gold Rush, where he started business. <laughs> he went down, he made that coin, you know? Then he went to San Diego in September of 1851. Two years later, he went back to New York. So this guy was just 
rolling around, going everywhere, doing his thing. Well, when he got back to New York, he ended up marrying Anna Louise. Oh, okay. That's how I would have. Self-doubt is a horror. Why, why can't I say it? Self-doubt is a horror. Oh my God. Why can't I say the word? <laughs> Help. Um, horror. Horror. Does that sound weird to you? Let me know. <laughs> All right. So he married Anna on August 14th, 1853. Then they returned to California, arriving in San Diego on December 7th, 1853. So on August 22nd, 1857, the Whaley's moved into their new home, which is now known as the Whaley House. So the Whaley's, you know, they wanted some kids, so they got busy and they ended up having six of them. One of them, named Thomas Whaley Jr., suffered from scarlet fever at 18 months and ended up dying on January 29, 1858. After the death of the baby, at some point here, they had a fire in their store, which is one of the businesses they had. And after that, Thomas and Anna moved to San Francisco. In January 1859, Thomas ended up turning over his affairs in Old Town to Frank Ames, who was a Wells Fargo agent. In the summer of 1868, Thomas invested some of his stock in merchandise and headed back to San Diego. Thomas fixed up the old Whaley house, and Anna and the rest of the family arrived back home to San Diego on December 12th, 1868. On January 5th of 1882, Violet Eloise Whaley and Anna Amelia Whaley were both married in old San Diego. Violet, just shortly after getting married, found out her husband had quite the past. Her husband vowed to prove his worthiness, but the Whaley parents were like, nope, we're going to cut all contact. After that, Violet got depressed and ended up committing suicide by shooting herself in the chest with her father's 32 caliber on August 19th. 1885. She was just 22 years old. Her suicide note read this, and I quote, mad from life's history, swift to death's mystery, glad to be hurled anywhere, anywhere out of this world. I mean, I don't like that she killed herself or wrote this, but it's actually kind of in a way beautiful. Obviously, it's not beautiful, but you know what I mean? It's the wording is just stunning. So the suicide note is actually a passage from the Bridge of Sighs, which is a poem by Thomas Hood. This particular poem is offered up by Edgar Allan Poe as an example of painting with words. He spoke of it, and it was referenced in his published works during his lectures. So Corinne Lillian was engaged at the time of her sister's death, but her fiancé broke off the engagement due to the scandal that it raised. Well, he did not love you then, Corinne. So after these tragic events, Thomas Whaley built a single-story frame home for his family at 933 State Street in downtown San Diego, and the family moved into the new residence, leaving the Whaley house vacant for over two decades. His son, Francis Whaley, ended up marrying Susan E. Murray in Mendocino, California, on December 31st, 1888. On December 14th, though, of 1890, Thomas Whaley, the dad, died due to ill health at the State Street address. Anna Amelia Whaley died at Modesto, California on December 12th, 1905. So just everyone's dying, dude. <laughs> wow. Wow. Does that sound like BB-8? 
I hope it does because I practice that more than I would like to admit. <laughs> this is off topic, but Jack, my dog, is just cutely laying there. It's hard not to want to look at him. You know, he's just the cutest boy, the bestest boy. So while the house was empty, it fell horrible shape. <laughs> the house pretty much just went into disrepair. In late 1909, Francis Whaley undertook the restoration of the building and turned the home into a tourist attraction where he posted signs promoting its historic value and entertained visitors with his guitar. That sounds pretty cool. That sounds chill. I'd be down for that. So Anna Whaley, Thomas's widow, Kareen, and Francis and George all lived in the old Whaley house in 1912. On February 24th, 1913, Anna died at age 80. Holy crap, for that time, that was a long time. That That is a life at that point. Like, most people did not live to be that old. I think the average was like 40 or something. A year later, Francis Whaley died on November 19th, 1914. And George Whaley died on January 5th, 1928 in San Diego. And Kareen Lillian Whaley continued residency in the house until her death in 1953. There's a lot of deaths in this house or family members that once lived in this house that have died. And there's a lot of great things that this house was. It's said that the guests and staff from time to time will catch a glimpse of the ghost of a Whaley family member. Say that three times fast. <laughs> who died inside the house, such as a baby, like baby Thomas, Violet, Anna, Francis, George, or Corrine, like all of them. Interesting. So a little more about this house and its historic nature. So the Whaley House is located on in the Old Town neighborhood of San Diego. This house opened as a museum on May 25th, 1960, managed by the San Diego Historical Shrine Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization formed in 1956. June Strudwick Redding served as the director of the Whaley House Museum from 1960 until her death in January 1998. So she was dedicated to this. The Whaley House has been maintained by Save Our Heritage Organization since 2000. Since 2007, a living caretaker has lived on the property to prevent theft and vandalism. So the house itself, the construction began on May 5th, or May 6th, 1856, and it was completed in 1857 at some point. The house cost was around $10,000 or more, and it was made from bricks, which were made in Whaley's Brickyard, which wasn't too far away. It was another one of his businesses because he was a businessman, you guys. He was in the business of business. <laughs> the house was one of the first in San Diego. This house at this point was considered a mansion, essentially, even though it's not as large as a mansion that we would see today or what we would consider a mansion today. It was known as the finest house in Southern California. It had furniture that was made of mahogany and rosewood, Brussels carpets, and damask drapes. The residence became a gathering place for San Diego. Besides being the Whaley family home, it was also San Diego's first commercial theater and a courthouse and a general store. So it was a little bit of everything. So Thomas Whaley made it a theater because he was renting it out to a local theater show traveling through San Diego at the time. For the opening night of their performance, this small room accommodated a stage, a few benches, and an astonishing 150 guests. 
it was mostly standing room only and ladies had been advised not to wear their hoop skirts or petticoats because they take up a lot of room. <laughs> Isn't it funny? You don't have to say that anymore. Like no one's going to wear a petticoat. You don't have to worry about people wearing clothes that are way too big unless you're going to like a ball or something. Do they even do that anymore outside of drag queen balls? <laughs> Anyway, so the Whaley House also served as the county courthouse in 1869. For $65 a month, the county of San Diego leased the courtroom in three of the upstairs bedrooms. Another part of the Whaley House history was the Whaley and Crossweight General Store, which was the store that caught on fire, which just sold retail and wholesale. Cool stuff. This place was cool. In the 1860s and 1870s, the house became the focal point of a battle between Old Town residents and residents of Newtown, which is called Downtown Now. And that was for dominance of San Diego. So the county was renting from the Whaley's to use the house for offices and records for court officials. Whaley eventually offered to sell the house to the county, but the offer was ignored, oddly enough. Newtowners demanded that the county offices and records be moved to Newtown. The issue dominated local elections, with the Republicans favoring Newtown while Democrats favored Old Town. There were conflicting court orders. At one point, the local sheriff was asked to go into the Whaley House and get all this stuff, but he refused. A judge ordered the removal of three supervisors from the Board of Supervisors, and another judge tried to appoint three other men to their posts. After several years of court battles, the California Supreme Court ordered the reinstatement of three original supervisors, who ordered that the county records be moved to Newtown. Despite threats of armed resistance, the records were moved on March 31st, 1871, effectively shifting the focus of the city to Newtown. So a lot of drama. These the Newtowners were like, look at me, look at me guys. I need I need your attention. Super needy. They were just like, give me all the stuff. I just want to be the new thing. Like, you can't sit with us. <laughs> uh, you know, I have to reference some stuff per episode. Just a little bit. <laughs> all right. So there were rumors of hauntings. And this happened after some of the deaths that happened and after the Whaley's passed. So... Some of you may have already seen this if you're like a spooky lover, but Watcher, which is a YouTube channel, did a complete series of this. Well, they were at BuzzFeed before, but now they did another retouch on this place. And it was one of the most scary places that they've been to, they said. There was someone that was called Yankee Jim Robinson, who had a reputation of being a troublemaker in San Diego. He was drunk and a horse thief. Like, everyone hated him. Everyone freaking hated this guy. So everyone wanted to get rid of this guy. Like, they were done. They were like, this guy's crappy. He's not great. I hate him. He's got really bad hair. And he wears different colored socks every day. I'm just kidding. They didn't say any of that last stuff about his looks. <laughs> um, by the way, I love wearing different socks. I don't know about you guys, but that's actually a thing I do. I don't like wearing the same socks. I know it's strange, but, you know, us weird people got to do our weird things or weird little things. Not crazy big things, but just little things that encompass all the weird into one thing. All right. 1852, 
Jim and two accomplices of his tried to steal some stuff. There was a ship that was called Plutus, which is a schooner ship. Although Jim stated later on that he just wanted to borrow it. You know, he was like, I'm just going to take it for a joyride. You know, just chilling, guys. I was just trying to have some fun with me and my, my pals. All the men that were involved in this attempted theft were captured. And Jim ended up suffering like an injury from a rusty sword, apparently. The guys awaited trial. And Jim, they were like, no representation for you. <laughs> and he had a fever at this time from his head injury. His two accomplices were each sentenced to one year in prison. Yankee Jim was sentenced to the gallows. So very different sentencing. And I guess it's because this guy was kind of a shithead. And they were like, let's get out of it. Let's get this guy. So they say that where Jim was hanged was the same plot of land where the Whaley house would end up being built. And it's also said that Thomas Whaley got to see this execution. So creepy. A lot of people think because they've claimed this like dark presence in the Whaley house. But they think that that's where Jim was supposedly hanged. And even some of the Whaley family have said something similar. You know, Yankee Jim's just pissed off and he's like, they killed me. I just borrowed this boat, dude. Like, I was just trying to this boat out and I got killed because of it. And I got hurt already on this boat. Why does everyone hate me? But yeah, that's one of the ghosts that's said to be there outside of the Whaley family. So there's a former employee that used to work at the Whaley house and she used to say that she's seen the apparition of a little girl in one of the rooms in this house the dining room the employee claimed that the spirit was of Anna Washburn who is a playmate of the Whaley children so it's a little girl I believe so apparently this little girl was outside one day Playing around, she ran into a low-hanging clothesline and broke her neck. So it's very possible because at this time, clotheslines were typically made of wires. So I don't know if this is true, but if you're running fast enough and you run into it, it could possibly happen, especially if you're a child. Based on the story, Thomas Whaley found her and then put her on the dining room table where she died. There's no actual record of this incident or this girl even, but, but we'll never know. But they say that there's a little girl that's haunting the dining room. Interesting. All right, Eerie Tribe. I'm so excited to talk about today's sponsor, Audible. Audible is, <laughs> I can honestly say that I use Audible on a daily level. I read a lot, but sometimes I don't have time to just read or maybe I'm, you know, hitting the hay and I need to put the book down and just listen for a little bit. New members can actually try Audible for free for 30 days using our link. As an Audible member, you can choose one title per month to keep from their entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. You can find some $50 audiobooks and get them super cheap by just having this Audible membership. There's so many Audible exclusives as well that you can only listen to on Audible. 
You'll discover exclusive Audible originals from top celebrities, renowned experts, and exciting new voices in audio, which I might be one of those soon. But for real, anything you're interested in, you can find it on Audible. There's so much on Audible that you can check out. If you visit audibletrial.com slash theeriepod, you can get one free month and one free book that you get to keep forever. So check it out, guys. Strongly recommend it. So there's a lot of possibilities of ghosts here, but it is said that a lot of things happen. So let's go into those a little bit. So some of the reports say that they see a young woman that's on the second floor of the house. And a lot of people believe that it's Violet who was the one who killed herself and she was depressed. So she seems to stay close to the second floor where she spent much of her time after her divorce before she committed suicide. It is said that the areas within the home become quite cold and her presence is felt throughout. There's some stuff. A lot of people have felt Thomas and Anna as well, like psychics and regular people too, typically on the stairwells and just on the property itself, like in the yard even. They say they've seen Thomas dressed in his frock coat and a top hat standing at the top of the stairs, which to me, that would be like chilling, honestly. <laughs> Another thing that happens is others say they sometimes smell a French perfume, which was one of Anna's signature scents. A lot of people also see mists, lights turning on and off by themselves, crystals in the music room's lamp start swinging with no prompt. So this place has become a really big place if you're in the San Diego area to visit, like a very big tourist attraction. There's a lot of haunted investigations and cool stuff like that, like awesome stuff. But uh, other stuff that you can hear while you're there, sometimes even people who have just visited for one of the investigations that you can buy tickets to, by the way, uh, they hear footsteps. There's like cold spots. There's like shadow people that are just seen around the corner or even behind you and someone else will point it out. And sometimes people feel things touching them, like very spooky, like very weird, very eerie, if I must say. <laughs> Some people have also said while they've been walking by this house that they've seen the curtains move when there's no one else there or when the caretaker has already gone to bed. Then there's also the sounds of children running up and down the stairs and there's no one to be seen. So a lot of like really spooky encounters. It's one of the reasons it's considered one of the most notorious in the US because so many people have gone there and heard something. So they've felt that, you know, this place was legitimately a haunted place. I don't know about you guys, but haunted houses or talking about them makes me kind of want to buy one. Like right now I'm working on trying to buy a house, <laughs> but like, I kind of want to buy a haunted house. I feel like all every house is just chalked up in price, by the way. So probably not, but yeah, that would be so cool. I would love to have ghosty friends. Come here. Come on. Come over here. Ghosts be my friend. But I will not take a spirit board out because demons, <laughs> demons are coming. Well, I don't, I am like an in-between on that, all that, just to be clear. I, I don't know if I believe in demons. I do believe in ghosts, but I feel like there's a logical explanation for some of this stuff. 
Anyway, the Whaley House, and I would be remiss if I didn't bring up some of the television and film things that popped up. There's quite a bit. There's a lot of movies. It's also appeared on a few television shows, like reality shows, like Fact or Faked Paranormal Files in the Travel Channel's America's Most Haunted. The Whaley House is also mentioned in a 2007 animated movie called Hellboy Blood and Iron. There's also one of the movies that was filmed was called The Haunting of Whaley House. Although the film was shot at a different location, the history and ghostly legends of the Whaley House were used as a basis. So one cool thing that popped up was Regis Philman himself actually went there once and he said he believed that it was haunted. He even stated, and I quote, you know a lot of people poo-poo it because they can't see it, but there was something going on in that house. So funny. But there's a lot of stuff. I really loved the BuzzFeed Unsolved Supernatural episode and the other one, that Watcher, who is the same guys. They did that one too, and they did it again later on. And that was pretty good too. So I recommend checking that out. They're pretty awesome. I love Watcher and the old videos of BuzzFeed Unsolved. Not the biggest fan of the newer ones, but... So next week, we are actually going to talk about another haunted house. Except this one is inhabited more by a demonic entity. Very scary. Like most people who have gone there have felt something very, very heavy in this house. Like extremely heavy. I don't recommend visiting it. You can if you request it. But I don't know if that's changed. This is something that I learned later on. But Anyway, I hope you enjoy this spooky episode. I thought I would do a couple of spooky ones since, you know, it's Halloween time and it's spooky season. It's the fun stuff. And, you know, last week's episode was a little, you know, <laughs> it was heavy. Let's, let's just take a break from the heavy for a couple of weeks and then we'll go right back to the heavy stuff. I promise you. We'll announce what that is next week. <laughs> so if you haven't already, go ahead and... Hit that follow button, subscribe button, whatever it is on your podcast platform. And let us know how we're doing. I really do love feedback. I am not against it. You can let us know either there or you can send us an email at info at the eriepodcast.com. And if you want some pictures of stuff, go visit our Instagram. It's instagram.com slash the eriepodcast. You can also follow us on Twitter. We post occasionally there every episode really but if you want to see more go to instagram it has all the stuff right there you can also check out our facebook which is facebook.com slash the eerie podcast i really appreciate you all listening and i'm again thank you guys so much for listening i appreciate everyone who has been tuning in it's astounding and it's a pleasure to be doing this for you guys and getting these stories out here i love it so much it's one of my favorite things to do so yeah Keep it eerie. I will see you next week.